Hello, hello, welcome to the AskCast. And this is your host, Kevin, because I'm picking the subject this uh, this week. And take it away. Who's next? What's the subject? Uh, it's Eight and a Half. It's an Italian film, art film, by by Federico uh, Fellini. Federico Fellini, yeah. What's what is this movie? Tell us about uh, it. Uh, we didn't even introduce Dude. ourselves. James, what is this movie? <laughs> what? I'm Liz. I'm Dion. Now tell us about oh. the movie. Okay, the movie is basically the plot is around this um, famous director. Uh, basically, he ran he he ran out of steam, and he trying to. The whole film is about him trying to avoid uh, making this film, but God forbid because uh, he he's famous director, so, so there's like a lot a lot of responsibility on his shoulder, so he's kept kept getting pestered by all, all those people who want something from him but he's just trying trying to hide away I guess so yeah it, it's very much about like a crisis of uh, creativity like a lack of creativity and just like, has no interest in the movie yeah uh, have you guys seen it? funny thing about it is you were just chastising me for saying watching a review of the movie wasn't me getting the gist of it but Exactly what you said right there is exactly what I got out of it. Uh, uh all right. Uh, yeah, I mean you can say the same thing about Alien. Oh, it's a it's a monster on a spaceship. Okay, I get the gist of it. <laughs> That's like for anything. Uh, uh, Fifth Element. Uh, he finds this girl, but she's an alien, and they 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 defeat the the, the evil planet. I get the gist of it. But I guess like uh. This is a very much an art film. Uh, when I first watched it, I realized the mistake I made for choosing this film for you guys. Uh, <laughs> because it's very artsy-fartsy. Um, yeah, let's never do this well, again. Well, I really like it. I really Did like you watch it, it because uh, I, I got halfway through and I think I get it. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, got, I got the gist of it. I mean, it's an artsy film. I have nothing wrong with that when I like the art. And unfortunately, a black and white film oh, in a, in a yeah. language that no, don't say that. Uh, it, it, it's oh, okay no. if you don't like black and white, but you you I, when you don't language, like black and white film, you do miss I, out a lot. <laughs> I, it's yeah. not that I don't like black and white films. It's just a, a black and white artsy film in a language I don't understand and was having trouble finding a subtitled version for. Yeah, I think all those obstacles just kind of like killed my interest in it. I just did a trial on Criterion. No, oh, I, I okay. wasn't even going to do that. Criterion has a really good collection. Yeah, it it rotates though, so you 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 got to watch everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, there's stuff going that I'm like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's I, like... I chose it because it has the same reputation, similar reputation as Citizen Kane. Probably not as big, but in the half is considered one of the great film. By... It's kind of insane when you think about it. this was 1963. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like a lot of stuff they're doing now uh, yeah, is highly influential for the artists. Uh, like, uh, I think Martin Scorsese is like raving cool. about it. Terry Gilliam, bunch of um, uh, Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, I, I can definitely see Scorsese like being a fanboy for this, Hoffman. like the yeah, like yeah. The, the, the tracking shots he David David Lynch, so I think in terms of but I I feel like I in terms of like readability I still like Citizen King better because it's a it's a simpler story, but it's like the the technique is pretty crazy. Uh, th this movie is more on the art side, so it's a little bit harder to understand. What's going no. on? It's, no, it's, it's not. No, not, 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 not hard to understand, but it's a little bit hard to keep track of. No, it's not. Like, uh, like, no. Uh, like. Um... No, it's uh, not, Kevin. Okay, for just... me, for me, like, uh, it's more. Let's put I it this for, way: for, for like layman's, you know, for people who are not interested in art, I think people will get more enjoyment of Citizen Citizen Kane because yeah. it's about down, it's about down, downfall of a great man. 
this like... movie is more nuanced. It, it, it's about it's about a director running out of ideas, which is not the most relatable subject at all. Art block. But, yeah, art block. Uh, but I feel. I, I feel like as a creative, we all doing our own art stuff. You know, uh, I feel like I can somewhat relate to his dilemma. Not exactly because we're not famous or like bother with people, but I just feel like trying to hide away from the responsibility. Oh, it's so relatable. He he has this hot wife and he's having an affair with another hot woman. Oh, what a predicament! <laughs> oh, so yeah. the fun, I, I did I did, I did a little bit of research on that. So Fellini, he was he came from a background of a. I, I guess the Italian film movement is called neoclassicism. It's basically about uh, trying to depict the the, the struggle of uh, everyday men. You know, oh like yeah, blue, the blue struggle color. of middle class. No, he's, he's no, 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 no. He's not even no, before, class. before, before he's the beginning. So bougie, man. He's very <laughs> bougie. It's so during, bougie. During the early, oh um, early film, he 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 came from neoclassicism background. I didn't watch any, uh, all of his films. I watched some, but I think later on he stopped doing neoclassics and stuff. He stopped do- depicting like the struggle of blue color. He decided to do uh, the struggle of like the the upper class, the bourgeois, and and things like that. And like uh, talking about highly personal. I, I guess because he just realized like he's not a blue color, but and then maybe. Like maybe he couldn't relate as fully as he can, as um if he depict like um, you know, um, a story about his stature, which is a famous director. I feel like the main, the main like appeal of this film, from what I understand, is its um emphasis on theme and like technical experimentation, because like it's a very. Uh, what I understand, it's like a very, I guess, really technically experimental film in terms of like the type of like visuals that it uses, camera shots and stuff like that. And it's theme centered around this concept of art block and that prevalence of that theme throughout the um, throughout the story. Narrative itself wasn't necessarily all that important, I don't find, in the grand scheme of things. Yes, this, this movie... Uh, for anyone who hasn't watched it, it's a very much a visual film. Uh, the the narrative is easy to follow. No, it, it's not like freaking like impossible not, to follow. But, it, but the narrative is um, it's simple, but, but it, not particularly. It doesn't seem like the narrative was like um something that you were supposed to like. No, it wasn't yeah, yeah, it didn't the, feel like it was leading up to anything in particular. It was just a sequence of events to sort of carry the themes of the film or so whatever uh, all right uh yeah oh yeah so, sorry i know about the ending yes i know about the ending yeah the ending is is, is kind of cathartic just yeah. based on what, what you seen through it uh yeah. i do have to say that you kind of have to watch this film if you want to understand it uh reading about it it, it only touches the surface because there's really not that much about it. He he's basically him running out of ideas, and he building like he has been having all this producer yeah. and like building giant set that goes nowhere and things like that. It's very simple story wise, but I think what really impressive is like the visual because uh, a lot of people describe watching this film after the while, like after they finish, it, they feel like they they just watch like you you feel like you just woke up on a dream. You know, it's mm. very. It has this dream quality to it. Um, I'm not, I'm not a film critic, so I cannot describe to you the technicality. But, but I remember the first time I saw this film. It's, uh, it's kind of magical. Uh, a lot of images still stick, uh, sticks with me. Um, yeah, I, I found that with a lot of art film. Like, even though I couldn't fully understand, like, like logically, like the, my left left side of the brain couldn't really comprehend the movie. I always remember the image. Like the, the image is like freaking awesome and I guess it's very influential yeah. to my work. Yeah. I, I really appreciated like especially the the lighting in these scenes. It's I think they were trying to 
what, what what the director wanted to visualize was beyond the technology at the time, but they were just trying to still try to make it work. It was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, for, like, like the like the, the the nighttime shots. It's yeah. Have you guys get to the the the, the set when they arrive on the set? Yeah, I saw that part. I mean, that part is like awesome. It, it, yeah, the the, the light the light great. Yeah, it feels so epic, right? It, the the mood it, it gave you it just like it's, it's not something you see on like a Marvel movie like it just wow. it shot so ugly and like this film is shot so beautifully and like <laughs> uh, I, I love that, I like, love the characters oh, yeah go ahead. I, yeah, I will Liz, say Liz that, has a lot to say <laughs> yeah so like um I only watched the first hour of this movie because it was a real struggle to, I actually had to yeah. stop. I had yeah. to stop and start like, a couple times because I was like, man, I can't get through this movie. But visually, it is like, it's not just the visual, but it's the sequencing of like, of the shots that make it like a great, like, great, like, visual. What is that snapping sound? Oh, don't worry about it. Continue. Okay. Yeah, mute your <laughs> mic unless you're speaking, Dion. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like, the sequencing of the shots is, like, actually, it's really well done. And then I also watched Juliet of the Spirits, and, like, you could see, like, what he could do with a really huge budget, because that's, like, him just going over the top with the lighting and the set design. But, like, it's just that the actual, like, story, like, I just couldn't get absorbed in it. Like, it was, because, like immediately when it starts off it starts off very meta and i was like okay like all right this is pretty meta and then i stopped and it started and stopped and started and then i looked it up because i was like wait this has to be like it's like there's certain details that make it too like meta and i was like yes this is definitely a self-insert character he he is a 43 year old silver fox but in reality, he's like a forty-three-year-old, like uh, fat Italian man. <laughs> like, oh, this and, this film is very like, self self-indulgent. You can yeah, tell. And you just can like, tell a lot of him in the movie. I mean, even yeah, though I don't know him personally, but you can tell just by the way he shot how it, intimate it is. It, it, it feels like it feels like something. It, Ahead, you could tell you could tell like the contempt he has for the other people around him <laughs> like yeah. he like is this badass guy who like wrangles everyone up and like has affairs and is like he like is it's like oh his affairs are you know like it's not like anything terrible comes out of it honestly like <laughs> like he comes out okay and like everyone around him are just screaming children because they show like the way that they sequence stuff together where it's like he just has a bunch of like incompetent not incompetent but like very needy and very like weirdo people and then like shots of his childhood of him like surrounded by screaming children and him wanting his mommy (laughs) and it's just like Oh. Right. Early on, I thought those were like, were these scenes from the movie, or is he visualizing this as possible parts of the movie? It was uh, because uh, all those people in his flashbacks were like people in the main timeline, like they were I, playing those parts. I thought the flash, yeah, I thought it was like it's supposed to be meta because like he's yeah. making a meta movie about his childhood flashbacks because he has the childhood flashbacks and then. He and then in the actual like in the present time in the movie, he's like making this film about that flash, those parts of his life. Yeah, but then like in the flashbacks that we see, like it's actors that actors and actresses we see in the the prime timeline. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I couldn't I, tell anyone well, apart to be honest. Yeah, yeah, it, it took me a second, but I realized that uh. One of like the, the the woman playing his mother was like an actress that was there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I I didn't catch it at first either, but then I realized, oh wait. And then the commandante was like one of the actors. 
Yeah. So, so they left me wondering, are these like, uh, there's like these interspersed like scenes of what I seems think, like a completely different movie in between the prime think, movie and I think it was just yeah. supposed to be extra meta about it. Uh, sometimes he sometimes he oh does, your disappointment yeah. was just like my disappointment is immeasurable. Oh, I mean, like James, I right, sometimes yeah. he imagines he gets so stressed out by all the people around him and by his uh, predicament. Sometimes he imagine things. Like there's some scene like uh, he imagined like uh, oh man you you guys missed the famous scene the famous scene where he he just imagined he's in the Harlem and he's like whipping those women and things like that and harem try- yeah harem yeah he's trying to yeah. get all this woman he in his life in line like that everyone is nice to him he's like oh. Oh, oh, the the direct the main character na- named Guido. It's like, oh, Guido, you're so nice. You're such a nice person. Oh man, you're so smart. You 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 can do no wrong. And sometimes he would just go into the daydream, some uh, daydream sh- sequence. And I guess that's where the real life character comes in comes into, like his. Uh, I mean, it starts off with a daydream. He daydreams that lady who like runs up to him and gives him water. <laughs> I kind of oh, yeah. it's pretty obvious um, that like when he's daydreaming and when he's not because it'll just like he just looks off into the distance or like it'll look like there's some German so expression bizarre, like, like imagery <laughs> yeah, yeah it's oh, like, the one thing that really pissed me off is in the beginning they mm-hmm. had like a character mouthpiece that was supposed to be like I know that it's supposed to be like an inner criticism of his own work but what right off the bat when i was watching it i was like it felt like preemptive criticism for this movie and i didn't like that <laughs> oh, I was oh like, yeah the producer bullshit yeah i was oh, so mad like, i was like i producer was just descri- he was just describing the daydream we just saw like <laughs> yeah and he's oh, like oh, oh, well your your flashbacks to your childhood is a little nonsensical and it's not uh, yeah. avant-garde uh, enough and i'm like oh come on like yeah, that, i don't they, like it, this <laughs> it's like you film, you film, you you film. It's like ever got film, but it has all the drawback. Yeah, uh, yeah. I didn't yeah, like that. Like that. I Preemptive didn't like criticism. That that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I guess you guys couldn't turn your brain off when you watched that movie. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I, we're I, supposed I, to turn I, our brains off for artsy movies. I, I guess like um. Uh, mm, Oh man, you guys really hate this movie. Yeah, when I watch it, why why start watching it's like, oh man, you guys are not gonna take this well. That's <laughs> <laughs> either not gonna watch it, or you guys are gonna watch half of it and turn it off. So like um, I think that if I watched this when I was like younger and like still trying to figure out art, like in my early twenties, I would have been like, Yeah, this is a good movie. But as like a thirty, like over thirty year old who's like kind of like mentally figured their stuff out at least in your head you're just like all right like i mean like it's fine but (laughs) this is not for me this story is not i actually that 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 um analogy you just made right there makes perfect sense because it's like this is not something this is for some this is something that will appeal more to people who are like still figuring themselves out in a certain sense like I mean, I can see how I could relate to it a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, I I feel like I've, I've kind of like come to my own conclusions about how to feel about art and my pursuit of it and what I expect to gain out of it. So in a lot just, of ways, like, yeah. It's just how I felt when I read Norwegian Wood, which is like very similar style of like, ideas can you explain what norwegian wood is so norwegian wood is about a university student who like is going through the pain of uh losing his uh oh god he um for this it's it's a book by murakami it's a famous it's, uh, novelist. It's precious. Like he's, it's a novel. he's, going, yeah. he's going through so he's going through grief for like a one of his friends commits suicide and his the friend's girlfriend is like clinging on to him so like they kind of like 
they kind of form like a relationship based on the fact that like they both lost a very special person in their life and like it kind of leads up to like her also murdering committing suicide and like uh like the feelings of like kind of like that loss but it's that same idea where it's like these themes and ideas of like feeling adrift in college and like dealing with romantic relationships when you don't have much experience in it is like that's something that I felt like in my 20s but like I'm past that point now so like reading it is like I'm sure somebody feels nostalgic for it but like I Mm -hmm. couldn't like I was like this doesn't I couldn't like get into it so are you, <laughs> just, like, are you saying that in like a work of fiction this if there's too much of the creator you feel the present creator you'll have a harder time to accept that yeah uh, piece of fiction actually I feel like we're all at that point in our lives where we kind of have our general sensibilities sort of figured out so as a result, we tend to gravitate more towards works that reinforce these sort of conclusions we've kind of come to ourselves rather than things that sort of bring us back to places where we've already kind of gone in past. Like for instance, like I was looking at um, imagery of, um, what's that movie called? Julia Spirits. And a lot of the imagery really resonated with me because of it's kind of like aesthetically in line with some of the things I kind of like and would like to do. So I feel like a movie like that would probably be more enjoyable to me than opposed to this, which is um, not aesthetically bad or anything like that, but just not necessarily in the, the, the same ballpark as this type of work I would type to produce in any kind of sense. So well, it's a Juliet, of Juliet of the Spirits is like, a meta on the like I feel like it's the meta of the other side of how like eight and a half is about the guy going through his like shitty relationship and then mm-hmm. Juliet of the spirits is like from the wife's side because mm-hmm. it's that same concept where the husband's oh, cheating on her but it's her going through that grief of it and like it's like she eventually ends up letting go of the husband so like it explores mm. that side of it rather mm. than the side that the guy is like trying I wonder, to I wonder if his the director's wife got really mad after watching eight and a half and going like, Oh no, you have to you have to you have to make this right. Apparently nah. he was a womanizer. He like did sleep he was with other women. Yeah. He that that's the same. Uh, that's the th- thing. Uh, yeah. Um her feelings for the tours. There's a lot of the Oh man, if, if, if you guys finish it, there's a lot of more like a more like a meta commentary. So I don't want you, the you're meta. Gonna, you're gonna want to kill yourself. Uh, but I I don't know why I like this art film. I I'm not like an expert on filming and things things like that. But whenever I, mean, I watch somebody likes it, people like it. Yeah, it's whenever I watch this, part. I I feel this feeling. Of you know it, it, the, the 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 art those this kind of art film it's not like it 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 doesn't answer everything I have in my brain but it gives me a it gives me a sense of the unconnecting with the it's like a nugget of truth of life you know uh, where I felt like the. I feel more grounded, I, I, I think, watching this art film because a lot of this art film is talking about humanity. Mm, you know, what? It, 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 it's, it's talking about... The humanity you know, of cheating on your wife and not feeling regret about it. Yeah, che- oh my che- God, you guys... Like, cheating, on, this- cheating on your hot <laughs> wife with a slightly hotter woman. We're talking it's about... Definitely- you know, we're talking, definitely- about, talking about humanity, his humanity... You know, his humanity of being overwhelmed by. We're not it, talking about some some PC bullshit you you read on Twitter. We're talking about widow's humanity. It's not what I'm I mean, the the best it does is what? that it does it reinforces the the imperfect the imperfection of human nature. It's, that's the best way mm. I can. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh, it can, I guess the that's really way you put it. It's like uh yeah. uh. 
Man, I guess I have a is... crazy deja vu right now. Uh, <laughs> just okay. seeing you saying this to me, and, and, and I answer you back. But <laughs> and now I lost my train of thought. But it it feels it feels realistic, even though it's it it it, it very much is a fantasy film in some regard. You know you, that you don't get this kind of realism uh, on like a like a blockbuster, and I guess that's why I'm looking for it. It's not a blockbuster though. You're comparing or, or it to like something a, that's not even like it's not the same. No, like, it, it just like it just not it's what? not a kind. I won't get this kind of feeling from like watching any other watching some uh, some other type of movie. I feel like it it, it just feels realistic. Uh, I I really like that. And I, I, I like the natural performance. I like how the uh, the Guido, the the actor, the actor, he doesn't act like he he doesn't overact. A lot of time he's really calm about some. Well, yeah, really, he, he's just really he's really smooth about the fact yeah. that he's in over his head. Like I, I love how he just accepting it. And he oh, just like, I didn't. Being, I like, didn't like that at like, all. He's being sarcastic. I hated it. Like, I hated it. Oh, I, I, thought yeah, it too, I, I thought it was too. I thought it was too smooth. Yeah, the the, the, oh. the the guy the guy who played him was a little too stylish and good looking. He was He's too really stylish stylish. And good looking. I was like, this is definitely. I immediately when I saw him and then found out he was a director, I looked up Fellini and I was like, yeah. that's what you want yourself to be. Yeah, you just but got like the coolest but, looking but guy. This <laughs> is, if anything, this is like too much in pretend fantasy. I feel like it's not grounded. At, it's grounded in like his ideas and his feelings but in terms of like the actual story i feel like because the meta is like almost there but it's such like a that's why i hate about autobiographies and like i've been reading a couple and it's just like the sanitized like kind of like shaving off the certain things that they don't want to show you i felt like it kind of it kind of shaved off certain parts that like I was like this actually does seem too fantasy for me and the parts where he's like where he goes like kind of extra fantasy especially in the flashbacks I felt like they should just turn that up in I I, I feel like um can you can you accept can you accept the creator's vision though like the way accept as as what it is because um, like, Fine. The, like I when, when the I, I do about I'm also gonna do some flourish and things like that, but like the way that's I, his um, vision. Like, the way uh, I kind of interpreted that, or the way that I've heard it interpreted, is that the whole thing is just one big lie he's telling himself that he has to come to grips with at the end. Okay, so it sounds so like he's that's, anything that's wrong. That, 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 we we I mean, tell all kinds of lie to ourselves. Yeah, that's we tell the, all that's kinds the, of lie to ourselves. Yeah, that's the idea. It's like um. The whole idea but you're was you're talking that, like, about how it was grounded. You felt whole, like it was grounded in reality. It feels part, real. It feels like he he's trying to get uh, he's trying to get something across to the audience. Wait, you thought it was right. emotionally authentic? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, James is right. James, okay. yeah, emotionally yeah. authentic. It feels emotionally authentic. Okay, it I can, I can feel understand. Like, it didn't feel like uh, some kind of fabricate. Yeah. It's very raw. It's it, it's that the part of it yeah, that I was saying is, is really it, it feels real. Hmm? If it's Go if ahead. it is indeed autobiographical, the part of it that I can say is it's very not. realistic. <laughs> no, oh, oh, I mean, if it is even remotely autobiographical, the part of it I can say that is realistic is that most people generally <laughs> will not want to look inside themselves to really see how ugly they actually are. So, like the very um idealized um interpretation even the whole um this smooth like handsome actor that he's using to sort of like i i guess you could say pseudo portray it's not um, it's not I, I autobiographical mean, it's just oh, really meta about I am, these ideas yeah i'm very heavily wow. em emphasizing that i'm not saying that it's autobiographical i'm just saying that like it is um it is a certain interpretation that he has of the type of world he lives in as a as an um as a director so it's like mm. it's a sort of lie that he tell that um people often tell themselves about who they are and what they are and where they stand in the world but then over time as over the course of the film it begins to the lie begins to break down as he begins to lose his grip on reality 
and ultimately coming to a very fatal conclusion. Fatal conclusion? I mean, uh, I don't know. I mean, I've heard that the ending itself was not necessarily, was supposed to be somewhat misleading in a way, but... um, the, it, Well, spoiler yeah. alert, the ending is basically him accepting. Uh, he... I guess he, he accepting himself. Uh, there's a lot of philosophizing at the at the very end of the film. Uh, Wasn't there um a whole suicide supposed suicide? Oh thing? yeah, that 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 was fake. That was yeah. just like a like a metaphor. I think yeah. it's during the last. So the producer, like the Guido, has been avoiding filming this movie, right? And the producer basically tell Guido, look, we're going to do a press conference and you're going to tell all the reporter, you're going to greenlit this movie. You know, we give you enough time, you know, it can go on like this. And there's a shot of him on the, uh, he, he hides inside the, the, ta- uh, the, the press conference table. It's like, it's, it's hollow in underneath the table he hides inside he pulls out a gun and shot himself i think it's it was implied he tell the press that i'm not making this film anymore he bit the bullet he (laughs) bit the bullet you know he some some people say oh he just say he the 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 one he shot in the in the in the in the film is his ego he shot his ego basically he just admit he's a flawed human. No, but it it, it wasn't spelled at all. So you don't re- I don't really know what's what's the uh what's he trying to say, but he definitely that I, definitely I wasn't real. He shot himself. Um because there it. is a whole film he's trying he's trying to put out a front. He's trying to put out a persona, he's suave, he's smooth, you know, he's being sarcastic, he's lying all the fucking time. He's like the greatest, like social, like a like a sociopath, sociopath. You know, he he just lies all the time without like breathing and things like that. But I think at the end he breaks down, and he asks for forgiveness from his wife and from everyone that caused pain because he caused pain during this whole film. He caused a lot of pain to a lot of people. A lot of people asking for his help. A lot of people. Uh, um, just like begging him to make this film, and he just recept- he, re- he he dodges like the question and things like that. The, actually, that's a very like a <laughs> anxiety inducing part where like your know, character asking him, "Are you gonna make the film?" He's like, ah, yeah. I, I, "You look great. You look great. Uh, see you next time." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, this whole fucking film." He just never answers like just this one simple thing. Are you gonna do the film? Everyone's begging him. And- yeah, I, I think I got that early on. Going like, "Oh, they're not gonna show anything, are they?" <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The film is just like, but like for me, it's just like panic induced. Like, it's like just fucking say it. No, if you don't want to make it, say it. But like. I think like finally he breaks down during the press conference and he's like, I'm not making this film. And he he turns a new leaf, you know, he's he just saying like, you know, I make I okay, like there's also another thing of he's making the film for himself. Like th- th- that's a it's a big part. Like I want to he 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 said to like the producers like I want to make an honest film. I want to make a film, you know, you know, everyone can watch it, you know, like you know it will gain great popularity, but it's very much about him, you know. But I think uh, at the end of the film, he kind of lets go. He he's like, I should make work for other people, you know, and I should make time for. I I shouldn't be so eco egocentric. I should be more um, accepting of other people and things like that. Yeah, and that that's where he finds his freedom, where. You know, like, uh, like the film is not the extension of him anymore. The film, he wants to make film that serves the audience rather than like making this like make making film just for like a selfish reason. Self indulgent. Yeah, self 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 indulgent. Oh, sure. Anyway. <laughs> What do you guys think? <laughs> well, I mean, we did. Yeah. I'm, 
I honestly, honestly surprised we get to talk so much about this film because uh, during this whole film, it's like, oh man, what the, what the fuck are we, we going to talk about? This film is so hard to pin down, but I, I think we, we, we touched on some good points. Uh, I... We know it's like Liz is like, you know, interest, you know, how Dion feels about this kind of stuff. Um, I'm not really sure, like, James, what do you feel about this kind of film? That's do all right. you hate it? Uh, do you feel, did, did you get that authentic feeling like I did? Or you feel like you just uh, flip, flip them, you know, just like, you just like. Uh, I think it is very yeah. self-indulgent, but yeah, it is very genuine. Like, this is what he sees himself as. He's not compromising. I think there is value to be had in that. Yeah. You're just not interesting in his uh, vision, right? You're not interesting in. Him, I'm like, right? yeah, it's it's the the movie's beautiful, but like, yeah, the narrative didn't really pull me in as. It's not a if you're not an if you're, if you're a narrative centric person, this movie's not for you. That's my general consensus. No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I watched a lot of artsy fartsy films that I liked. This one just like, I guess I just reject Fellini and his vision. <laughs> reject modernity. Return to Monk. I mean, for me personally, I like, I like Juliet of the Spirits though, and I feel like if I watched his other earlier films, I'd probably like it more. This one just seems too self-indulgent. I think the Juliet one is a later one because it's in color. Yeah, yeah it's, it's still one after it. But I feel like I'd like his other ones, like La Strada. I like... So, so is, is, is Julia is, is more about a story, right? It has more of a plot going on. It has a plot, but it's really, like, more about the char character exploration of, like, how she feels. Because, like, you can kind of... I mean, the plot's, like, pretty... You could see a mile away. It's just that, like... You know, it's just uh, it's, it's really about her study, inner feelings. It's not about it's not about Federico anymore. You like, you, it's not like he she's like a fictional character. Feel like I just feel like you could see Fe, uh Fellini in the movie, like watching. Uh, I only need to watch half of like eight and a half, and then see Juliet and the of the spirits, and see. <clears throat> Like you can very much see like how his movies are and like how he films and like even like very similar themes, but it's just like the it's just pulled together in a way where I didn't feel that self indulgence other than like he was like I have a budget now and I could make like crazy sets and costumes, but like mm. I feel like it's like. I am not interested in his, like, meta story about creatives. Honestly, like, I don't really enjoy stories about creatives. I Liz, I thought your favorite movie was uh, Singing in the Rain. Oh, yeah. Uh <laughs> but that's like... Oh, shit. I yeah. Think yeah. Got him. <laughs> got it. Maybe you just like, don't... Maybe you just like ask. Maybe just don't like assholey men characters like the protagonist in Eight and a Half. I think that Singing in the Rain, it's not just about the one, like, Cary Grant. It has, like, the variety of it. This movie is very much, like, about the one guy. And it's his, not as like, fun either. <laughs> it's it's his, like, it's his inner struggle. And, like, yeah. like I said, it's the same as Norwegian Wood, where it's, like, I don't want to see, like, this, like, one guy's if it's gonna be a creative like i gotta really like that person <laughs> and yeah. like i didn't like him yeah i didn't find him you, interesting you don't you don't find his struggle that's a uh, buck and the struggle. Uh, you don't find that interesting the, str the struggle was all right it was just i thought the main draw was the visuals and like the the, yeah. the, the sequencing and editing that was groundbreaking for the time I think really and truly though, I agree in that like um if you have a protagonist that you're gonna spend an exuberant amount of time on, you kinda have to make them likable to some ex to a certain degree in order for the audience to sort of latch onto them. I mean sure, there are things about the characters I'm sure people would probably like empathize with, but Oh, you know what? I really liked um 
What's the Coen Brothers movie that's about the uh, writer, the screenwriter? Oh, um, Adaptation? Was that it? No. 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 It was about uh, Barton Fink. I liked Barton Fink, uh, actually. Barton? For some reason, Barton Fink was actually... Like I liked that one, but it's been years since I've watched it. So like, oh, I I seen the cover of it. Oh, yeah. So that movie yeah, is also movie. that movie is about a screenwriter too, and like you know the Coen Brothers have like really crazy. There's like crazy shit that happens in it, but I think that because it's like the character the character has to be really compelling. Like yeah. I don't know for some reason like I could not be compelled. You don't find Guido. You don't find Guido compelling? I don't find him compelling. I find the visuals of like his like what's going on around him very interesting, but him as a character, like I was like, I mean, he's struggling with making a decision. It's like can't really like, I feel like 20 minutes into the movie, I I got it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I just couldn't like so like, I can't. I, I I understand him. I I get it. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it's also that... yeah. It's also a matter of like I don't really care what happens to him next. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being because you, don't, think, you huh? don't want to see. I mean, you don't it's kind of like he makes a film or not. Like you're not interested. I'm like, yeah. I, I, I'm like I this, mean, this this isn't this isn't gonna happen, is it? Like, and it just keeps meandering, and I'm like, uh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's kind of like how I feel about like let's say, not just characters but certain settings. Like if I, if I, if I, if if the, if a a story or whatever is set in a setting that it's like I don't really care about, then it's like, all right, I don't. I already got the gist of what this world is about, and I, I can already kind of anticipate what's going to happen in this kind of world. So it's like. Uh, I don't really care to see what happens to anyone in it. Yeah. Also, like like I said, starting the movie with like trying to like make fun of the criticisms of his work, I was just like, I don't want to watch this movie. <laughs> I was like ten minutes in, and I was like, I don't want to oh, watch. Oh man, he has a okay. Wow, tough That's crowd. Fine. Huh? That's your opinion. <laughs> tough crowd. That's opinion. Oh yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, try the trick. I mean, well, like, I, 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 I was really happy you guys can willing to talk to me about this movie because I feel like I just didn't get nothing when I watch it. But you guys <laughs> had something I, to say, so I'm that's still, good. I'm still interested in watching his other movies. Like I did want to watch his other movies, like La Strada, and like I want to white watch the White Sheik and stuff. But like this one specifically was just like I not interested. <laughs> Like, yeah, well, the reason because it was on the cover of the of the, the Criterion, and when I first saw it, yeah. and eight and a half is the no, I actually watched it first on DVD. I saw a DVD, I, I grabbed it, and I think I saw it. TJ but, said yeah. he tried to watch it too, and he said that he did the same thing as me. He couldn't finish it. He tried. He tried to watch it, and it was like I couldn't finish it. So, I, yeah, like, I, I remember. I remember maybe my. Another, uh, maybe give it another try. <laughs> I remember I mean, he... my roommate was jizzing over this movie back in uh, freshman year. He was the film major. Yeah. Shit. Oh really? <laughs> well, yeah. It's like a film. It's like a famous film major. Like it's one yeah. of the movies that film majors have to watch. I like. I, I think I caught some of it, and I thought it looked boring at the time, so I never thought about it again till now. Yeah. I feel like. <laughs> That kind of like brings me into a kind of rant I have about this nebulous concept of objectively good movies or content or quality. It really all boils well, down to what kind of I think you can argue that this movie is significant in, in I mean, fairly empirical ways. I mean, I'm not yeah. gonna lie, it is. It's just, it's just and, not my taste. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But it it's really a good, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's like I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I just don't like it. And I want to say why, but I think it's a good movie. But yeah, it's just a matter of taste. Yeah, it's a matter of taste. It's not really about. I mean, maybe you think this movie's dog shit already, you know? But I mean, yeah, there's no objective view, but but it is considered by most people that it's one of the greatest film ever made. But you can disagree. No, it's it's Citizen Kane. You you can disagree. Citizen Kane is the greatest film ever made. I enjoyed it. 
That's the new hot take is like Citizen Kane isn't as good as it people say it is. Oh, I, I think it's that's people just back being back. ironic though, because it's like hot take. I mean, Oh, here's, 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 the, here's the screenshot of the guy from from Tangled with all the swords pointed at him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it's like us, us poo pooing on Fellini is like a hot take because every person that watches Fellini, they're like, I love Bait and a Half. Yeah, yeah, God, if if my old dipshit roommate was here, he'd be like probably yelling at me. <laughs> like, you don't know films. You don't yeah. know the creative process of uh, pouring yeah. your soul into something. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if I don't care, I don't care. That's my my number one priority is if I, if I can't bring myself to care, I'm not going to care. That's like, yeah. I don't yeah. care how good care. That's okay. Like, I don't, yeah, I mean, like yeah. it's art film. Like you know, most people not interested in art film. Um, it's not even so well, much that. I mean, just the fact that it's in black and white, it's already I, a barrier. I mean, I mean, honestly, <laughs> well, you, you're never gonna watch Seven Seven Samurai or Rock. But here's uh, the thing: Kurosawa movie. But here's the what, thing: me? it's it's no deal. Oh me? Uh, well, I mean, I've never. I mean, Seven Samurai, I've never, uh, I know what it is, but like, I've never got thought about, I mean, considered watching it. I mean, I have nothing against black and white films. It's just that, like. I just um, saying that watching our film, for, for me personally, I, it feel, oh. I feel like it broadens my horizon. It's I mean, almost it's, as good as reading good a book. You can get a lot of information from books and things like that. But, but, but wait when a minute. It comes to like, art, like Julia of Spirits is an art film, right? And I am—I've expressed some exuberant interest in it. Did you uh, watch it? No, I want to. It's—it <laughs> maybe you should watch it to prove me wrong. <laughs> okay, I will watch it. I did like Julia of the Spirits more than Eight and a Half. It really like so. I watched the first half of it, and then TJ came home today, and like he watched with me the second half, and like. I mean, like, I wouldn't say TJ is like a barometer for good taste, but he, like, I know, like, our tastes align really well. So, like, what he was really compelled to watch it. And he was like, wow, this is awesome. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is crazy. Like, this is, this is the buildup. Like, it was like the movie, even though it's kind of like, it's very much a traditional, uh, like the storyline is like a traditional movie like it builds to a climax but the actual like if you just watch the end like out of context it feels like he said that it like felt like watching holy mountain like all the crazy visuals and surreal yeah. images he loves holy mountain yeah he loves holy mountain i was thinking maybe I should, next time i should <laughs> make you guys watch holy mountain isn't it like four hours <laughs> fuck that it's like really long, right? It's, oh it's man, like like the whole bond ending, like yeah. <laughs> don't split with James. Maybe, 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 maybe later. Well, I'll, I'll make you guys watch. Maybe you should. You should. Anyway, I love yeah, that movie. So, that movie, so like, like, the visual is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so like, if like Juliet of the Spirits, it's like it takes the traditional like kind of like story of a woman a woman scorned by a cheating husband and then the ending just like goes all out with that surreal imagery and he just like <laughs> poops it out all at once it's like a massive <laughs> surreal turd oh <laughs> and i love it it's like it sounds amazing yeah is it, is it like hosu mm, it has you gave me the feel of hosu a little bit so like, like a, it's got absurdity and like a colorful gar garish yeah. color and things like that. Is it BRB? Well, it's a it was it came out in '65, so it's like around that like I, I don't know. It's like around. That I, I, era, I, I, but, I love but, how like film back they're not afraid of color. <laughs> I don't know why. What's up with film nowadays? They always have a fucking. Color corrected, like the Snyder films. Yeah. I watched this like the Julia. I watched. I didn't watch that movie, but I watched a couple of things. Like, oh, this is it's so vibrant, it's so you no. Know, they're not afraid to show beige color and things like that. You know, it's not everything is color corrected to hell. I love that. I really love that. 
I think because he... I think because Fellini, because like coming off of Eight and a Half, where he really <laughs> uses the lighting to uh, enhance the mood, in mm. in Julian of the Spirits, because he has color, he really punches that color up to like mm. kind of like uh like Jul like for example, the main character Juliet wears different outfits. So like based on like her state of mind, you can kind of see the different colored outfits that she wears. Ooh. Like it like changes a lot. Like she changes outfits like a ton, and like yeah, using the use use the tools available available to you in the medium. <laughs> yeah, and she, he does use lighting to like like mm. he does sometimes he'll do like really creative lighting, but like for the most part, he really pushes to like show like the. That bourgeoisie lifestyle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, you mentioning this, so do you guys think that digital editing is like a detriment to no. filmmaking? Um, no. Do you lose something? Do you lose something along the way? No. I think we, I think don't, we don't, may have. Uh, I don't. I don't. I, I, maybe not losing something. It's maybe not the right thing, but uh, mm. like like they had to make shots count back then. Like how. Yeah, people had like the same amount of like awesome shots on like a roll, a, a sixteen roll of uh, thirty-five millimeter film as someone did with like a memory card that holds ten thousand shots. That's <laughs> true, yeah. but like it's also... more precious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like limitation of technology kind of forces that creative decision. Whereas yeah. like right now everything is exactly. everything is. I think I think it's the opposite. I think now it's more about the cost of a film. Show more about creativity because a lot of like i think a lot of the more interesting movies being put out right now that have creative shots are usually mm -hmm. like the cheaper films that they are cheaper because they can't afford that nice cgi so like mm. i don't know that's what i well, think i think and that then... supports my statement more than anything like the people who uh have All the right. limited resources are I'm trying to parse what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Limitation. I'm like you know, three sharing. Nice. <laughs> if the amount of effort you are putting into it is like proportionate to the resources you have available to you, it's like if you have a nigh, if you have like a really high like budget or whatever. And you're doing a movie that is still pushing the past the limits of that budget. That budget is still technically a limitation. I think Snyder Cut is like the pinnacle of that. that. Oh, but that, that movie uh, doesn't look good in some shots. The CGI still. Looks still I know. Isn't, I know. It's, it's it, this is like the pinnacle of like someone with limitless resources and what they can do. Like yeah. Oh, isn't isn't Avatar think, kind of like in that realm of like limitless resources? Because, I think yeah. yeah, Ready Player One more so. Oh yeah. Think, okay. Um, yeah. with Snyder Cut, they had limitless resources, but they didn't even really push those resources to the fullest extent. It's just so stupid. Like they they should uh, budget reasonably. They just like they just throw money at films. Yeah, let's have these licensed songs in it, right? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, look then... at like look at like recent example: Godzilla versus King Kong. It looks ugly. It's like two tones, uh, blue and orange. It's uh, oh, such an ugly film. It's like it's like a shitty painting or something. <laughs> and then you look at Shin Godzilla and you're like, that probably cost. Yeah. Same well, action. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it's an amazing movie about. It's a monster movie, but it's about Jap Japanese politics. It's a, it's a oh, it's only fifteen. Thriller. It's only yeah. fifteen million. That's like. It's really about what kind of problems you have and how you go about trying to solve them. Oh my god. In conclusion, In conclusion, eight and a half was a really bloated episode of Doug. Yeah. You mean a cartoon show? Yes. He even has the daydreams and everything. Oh my god. <laughs> that's, but the that's, shots, that's the, 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 the angle, the lighting. Oh, the... Yeah. 
to that character you know and the torture torture soul and the torture artist Guido, <laughs> can i be in your next film hey Guido, oh, you're the best no. <laughs> this episode just shows who has better taste me <laughs> or the rest of the crew you be the judge <laughs> i like citizen kane better whatever <laughs> Citizen Kane's <laughs> overrated. I can't be arsed to watch Citizen Kane. Citizen oh, Kane. man, you should watch it. It's short and it's pretty dang good. It's, it's not a, that short. It's a funny movie. It's short movie. What are you talking about? The, 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 the pace is super fast. Well, is it's it like, really? It's like one hour. Is it really right? funny? Because well, that might change No, it's not. It's almost two it's hours. It's two hours, Kevin. It's not that long. That's that's this that's just on the short side. Eight 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 and a half is is like two and a half. It's only a half hour longer. Wait, is it, it a felt funny like movie forever though? What? There's comedy really in it. Comedy in it, okay. What, Susan Kane? Yeah. I'll consider it's it. Like, it's like it's dry like... humor. Oh, I mean, I have a very dry sense of humor, so maybe that's fine. You, you might like it. It has a plot, and the, you, you can follow along. And it's, like, English. it's in English. You have to look at subtitle. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll give it a try. And, and it's America, so, you know, America. It's easy, it's easy to schmire it. That's all you need to know. Okay, cool. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if all of it's on YouTube. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> Is it like public domain now or something? No, not no. even close. <laughs> I was looking at public, public domain a couple of days ago. Hmm. I, I was looking, looking at which source material I can rip off. <laughs> what source material? Rip off, rip off the Bible, man. Everyone does. Bible. <laughs> just, just do fairy I was thinking tales. about Odyssey. Yeah. Fairy uh, tales. Uh, I, I might take you on the Julia of the Spirit. Spirit. You kind of stole me on that. I'm going to go watch it. It's um, it's yeah. very compelling. Like you really feel feel for the characters. Oh man! And it definitely did keep me like, what's gonna happen next? Kind of feeling. I mean, it, it's not, but like, what I was like, you know, you get invested in the characters. You're like, Is she okay? <laughs> Dude, well, I'm, are you okay? I'm, I'm sold in the visuals alone, but like, if that's good too, that's even better. I felt like she was a very compelling character, but all right. I think I think we're winding down. Are we gonna put this in the can? Yes. Yeah. 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 In conclusion, eight and a half is a great movie, but not everyone thinks so. Some people think eight and a half is uh, too much, but I think it's a good size. <laughs> Some people no. think that eight and a half is about them, but it's not. It's about Fellini. <laughs> I give it an eight and a half out of ten. Auto Fellini shield. Everyone has a Guido in our in our heart. <laughs> that sure. brooding white man. Everyone has a brooding white man inside of them. The of really course, cool, you got you got to have really this cool white man perspective. How else are you gonna relate to it? <laughs> I just you know, like I need to reach into myself and remember that privilege I have. Just I don't know. Maybe you guys should just watch Looney Tunes. That sounds sounds like more of your line. Looney yeah, Tunes is great. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, did you oh, notice man. that they played Most like Barbara Seville in the? In yeah. The... <laughs> and then I just thought of the Bugs Bunny gif of him. Yeah, he, he was just. Hum- yeah, Guido was uh, humming it to himself like a few scenes later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they play in the beginning. They play yeah. the like, and they play uh, a bunch of Tchaikovsky. Uh. I forgot what else they played. Oh, they man, played a couple good. other stuff. Recognizing the, the music. <laughs> I know because <laughs> of Looney Tunes. <laughs> Looney Tunes. It's oh he, he they played Fly the Valkyries in the beginning. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they did. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I at least kill the wabbit. Kill the wabbit. <laughs> kill the wabbit. <laughs> yeah. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for enduring of flattering. Just like in and a half, I guess. 
You know, it's this episode, this episode is very self-indulgent. It's all about me. It's all about Ken. all about your self-insert. It's, it's all it's about my self-insert. Oh, Kevin. You know, I'm I'm tortured so so bear with so me. Dreamy. All right, dreamy. I'm Kevin. Oh. I'm out. Uh, color yeah, I'm yeah. Signing <laughs> off. I'm Liz and. Uh, Guido is very, he's a very hot silver fox. I'll give him that. Oh, man. Mm. Alright. Wait, I think I figured out why it's called eight and a half. Why? Why? It's uh, because, what? That's, you know uh, why, right? Early, why? On in, early on in the movie, he was like, how many scenes do you want to put in there? And he's like, I don't know, maybe five. And they're like, only five? Uh, maybe like six or seven. <laughs> No, it's eight and a half because it's like his eight and a half fifth film or some shit like that. Uh, the, the, it's his eighth film, but it's half of his. Ooh, yeah. isn't that so meta? Mm. Yeah, it's a very Just love meta. it. It's a meta. Mm, love it. All right, all right, let's cut that part out. I sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs>